I don't know. It was so hard. Like when I went home, I just like didn't even want to think about gymnastics. I hated gymnastics. It was just so freaking hard that I was like, I never want to do this again. Hey guys, welcome to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, alongside my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey guys. So today is part two of our interview with Michaela Skinner. And in this episode, she talks about her growth, not only as a gymnast, but as a person. And she also talks about some of the positive changes that are being made within USA Gymnastics and finding her love for the sport again after her experience as an alternate to the Olympic team in 2016. We hope you guys are liking the interviews that we're doing so far, and if you do, please take a moment to give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. We would really appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy today's interview. Real quick, guys, I just wanted to give a warning about the audio during this interview. When we were recording it, we had some issues with the audio overlapping in the second half of this interview, and I'm not sure why it was happening, but for some reason, our voices and Michaela's voices were being like mashed together and you couldn't hear anything that anyone was saying. And I'm not exactly sure why it was doing that because when we were actually recording, we could hear like everything that was being said just fine. And part one of this interview was also fine. But for some reason, when the interview saved, it got all messed up. So luckily, we always have a backup recorder going because we don't trust technology. And this is exactly why. So we had to piece together some parts of the interview in order for you guys to be able to hear it smoothly. So you might notice in some parts there's, you know, pieces of the audio that sounds lower quality maybe. And we're sorry about that. I know it's kind of annoying, but it was either that or having the audio be mashed together and not being able to hear anything that was being said. So just wanted to give you a heads up and enjoy the interview with Michaela. So, Michaela, how are things different for you this time around? Because obviously you've grown up a lot. You know, you talked about moving to Utah and, you know, being in college for three mm-hmm. years and you're married now. How is this, Michaela, different than 2016, Michaela? <laughs> I feel like so different. I mean, you know, in college, you obviously, you're not high school stage anymore. Like, your life's just different. Everything just, I don't know, you just your mindset on things totally change. And, you know, even in my gymnastics, like being able to like take a step back and like find the love for the sport and to um, work on my gymnastics instead of like, like, yes, I love doing the big skills. And I was so glad that I got to like do that in college, but it was so fun to like challenge myself in a different way to try to be perfect, to get a perfect 10 and to like work on my form and like, finally try to fix that and it's hard because I'm seriously like the most unflexible person and it's so hard because everyone's like you just gotta fix it you just gotta fix it I'm like I try so hard but like my legs are straight even though they look bent like they're straight it's just my knee I don't know my whole my family's not on the flexible side of things we've all been like super tight and stiff and so I guess it doesn't really help me out in that part of gymnastics, but I think that's what makes me so strong and so powerful, um, which helps. And, you know, I think helps keep me from not really getting injured, but, um, but yeah, I mean, coming back and, you know, looking at myself now compared to like who I used to be, like me and Jonas have actually were, we've done two videos now. Um, I don't think we, ha- we haven't posted them yet, but we did one of me looking back at myself at my first Nasty Lucan cup and then to the gymnics meet and just like 
you know, seeing like my personality, like back then, like I just felt like I was a robot and just like this whole different person and, you know, immature, which everyone is. And I feel like I've just learned a lot. I've grown a lot and just watching me like perfect my gymnastics. Like it was so funny on um, Facebook, Lisa had posted my videos of beam and bars um, in the, at the Olympics when we were training in the Brazilians um, national team training center and Jonas was watching we watched my beam it was like fine whatever and then we were watching my bars and he's like oh my gosh your bars were horrible and I was like thanks like he's like I'm sorry like they weren't horrible but just to like watch you now like you're just so much better and your gymnastics has just totally changed and you've grown so much so that was like really cool to like see from then and from now because like back during the Olympics and like Olympic trials, I was like, this is the best my bars have ever been. Like, I don't think it will ever get any better than this, you know? And then, you know, seeing me like go to college and like not even doing half the stuff I did and then coming back and doing like a whole different routine and um, just seeing like my form get so much better. And I know that I still have a lot more to improve on, but just seeing how much I've grown and um, been able to handle myself. And um, I don't know, I just think it's really cool. And definitely being able, like I said before, being able to kind of relove the sport, um, finding joy in it, I think, going out there and having fun and not, you know, being terrified. And, you know, I feel like in the elite world, everyone just kind of goes out there and just, you know, does their routine, but it's like, you should go out there, hit that routine, and show that you like, what you work so hard for, you need to show that in your routine, like just finishing. Like I remember being at championships and like I landed my double, double dismount and I decided to do it. Even though like my coach is like, well, you can just do the full in here. You don't need to do the double, double. But I was like, if my blindfold is good, I'm just going to do the double, double. And so um, being able to like finish that dismount and like be excited about it. And like, I don't know. I was just like, like I freaking did that. Like I've worked so hard for this, like pushed myself in the last, like, three months I've prepared and being able to like go out there and nail it. And then like, just having like Simone see that she was like, if you can do that, I can do that. And that was just really cool. And then she went up and nailed that double, double dismount. And we were just like, yeah, like super excited about it. And I think that's what gymnastics should be. Like we work so hard for something that I think we definitely need to go out there and show people like we did that. This is what we've worked so hard for and to be excited about it and to have fun with it. And that's, that's what you learn in college. And I think it's kind of cool to see some of the girls have that. And like me coming back into camp and like going to camp and the girls, like we'll be sitting at the top, the chalk tray and we'll just be sitting there having conversations, laughing with each other. So it's just like, it's been so fun to see girls kind of enjoy it a little bit more and not be so stiff and intense and, you know, wanting to kill ourselves because it's miserable and it's freaking hard. So um, I don't know. It's just really cool to see the change in gymnastics, the growth, the growth in myself and everything like that. So um, I don't know. I think, you know, everything comes with time and being more mature and just growing with yourself. But um, I don't know. It's been fun. And um, I'm just excited for the person that I am and have, um, you know, there's been so many people I've looked up to and that have helped me. Um, you know, grown to the person that I am. So it's just been cool to see over the last couple of years. Yeah, I feel like as a gymnastics fan, I feel like I have seen you grow a lot as a person and also in your gymnastics. So it has been really cool to 
sort of watch you grow throughout Thank all you. the years and you're welcome um speaking of changes i guess i was also going to ask you about usa gymnastics obviously <laughs> because usa gymnastics has been undergoing a lot of changes in the last few years too so mm-hmm. i guess what are your cha- what are your thoughts on tom being the new coach and you guys are also training at a new facility what are some of those changes like for you i actually had tom when i went to developmental camps and i loved him he was awesome i had him on bars and i think he was you know one of the big reasons that like camp wasn't so bad and you know he wasn't super intense didn't make it miserable like going to bars or sometimes having him on vault made it super fun And I know, you know, going through all the transitions and all the different coaches and everything all the girls had to go through, you know, some of them were so stuck on like, no, I really liked Valeri. Like, why can't we have Valeri? And like having Tom, I know like this is all new for him. And like, there's still going to be so much, you know, that they're going to still have to learn and like, you know, figure out for themselves, which is going to take a while because of everything that has changed. And they're going to have to figure out what works and what doesn't. But um, I really like Tom. Um, He's been super nice, super supportive. Um, I mean, yes, he's not Marta and not as intense as Marta and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think that he is trying his best and he wants the best um, for each athlete, which I think is awesome. And I think, I don't know, I just think everything's going in the right direction. Everything, um, I mean, going to camp, I don't feel like, you know, I'm stressed, I'm pressured. It's super nice. Like the last camp that I went to right before gymnics, I had like fallen on my beam dismount. I did a full in and I just started putting that back in the routine and I wasn't quite ready to do it yet. And so like, it was just awesome. Like we come back, we do the next practice later. And he's like, you know, we're stretching, warming up. And he's like, Hey, like, are you doing okay? Are your ankles okay? Like whatever, like, I don't know. It's just really cool to see that he cares for you and cares for you as an individual and wants to make sure you're okay. And it's, it's, it's just been so unreal and and awesome. So um, like I said, there's a lot that, you know, they'll have to learn along the way, but um, I think he's, you know, doing the best he can do, especially for all the situations and all the circumstances and everything like that. But going um, to camp, um, the gym, the facility is super nice. We have super nice equipment and the food's been really great. They have a chef at the gym that cooks like homemade meals and, you know, we have really good dessert, not dessert, but like fruit, like a fruit parfait. And, um, that's like delicious with yogurt and the meals are just like, it's so much better than the ranch. Like, it's, it's, it's just crazy. But the thing that I do hate though, is that we do still have to stay in a hotel. I mean, the hotel, it's, it's like, it's definitely way better than the ranch. Um, but I still wish that they could like kind of make like a facility thing, kind of like they have at the Colorado Springs Olympic center. Um, I wish they could kind of come up with something like that would be really cool. But, um, other than that, I don't know. I think, I think everything's pretty great. It's, I mean, where we were staying in um, Florida, it was it was like, okay, the gym was okay, but I think having the new facility has been really, really good and a lot better, and I think a lot of us are a lot happier with the transition and the things, you know, Tom was, you know, during Worlds was telling us about this and was super excited for the gym that we're going to be in and 
was so excited about the whole thing. And then he's like, probably like five years from now, we'll open, you know, our very own thing and, you know, make it the way it needs to be. But this is what we're going to do for right now. So I know they're trying really, really hard for us. And, you know, going to camp and having Annie, um, she, you know, always is asking us if we need anything, what can we change? You guys need different equipment. What do you need? And they're just really respectful and um, doing everything and going out of the way, going above and beyond to make sure that, you know, everything is good for us and um, definitely a lot better than it used to be. So everything's really good. So it's going in the right direction. And um, I think if we still had Marta, I don't think there's any way I could come back and do it. Um, I still have like weird flashbacks, like every time before I go to camp and I get like really bad anxiety and I'm like, okay, it's not the same camp. Like it literally takes me till we get into the gym to like, I feel like to be myself again. I don't know. I feel like I'm scarred from everything yeah. that happened before, but yeah, me and Simone are like, yeah, there's no way like we could have Marta again. Like, I don't know how we'd be able to do it, you know? So yeah, yeah that's great. I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like we've heard so many like mm-hmm. horror stories just from past years and whether it's like the bad food or bugs in the cabins or like bad cell phone service what's something that like you're glad that you're never gonna have to deal with again from the old camps I think like the biggest thing is like before like camps and stuff like I tried every single way possible to get out of them and I think like all of us always would talk about like laying in our beds like just like sobbing the night before and like I wouldn't be able to sleep before I went to camp and I hated packing and I it was just horrible. So I just, I'm, I'm really glad I don't ever have to like feel that way or, you know, have to worry about like not being able to sleep the night before and just having so much stress on myself. It's, I don't know. I'm just so glad I don't have to worry about that anymore. Cause that was just horrible. And even just being at the camp, like being in that gym, ugh, I don't know. There's just, or having Martin, having all that pressure and having them force you to do all those routines and like I don't know. I'm just glad I don't have to ever have that experience ever again, just to even be there to be on that piece of land. (laughs) They need to burn it down. Yeah, from what I've heard, I don't blame you for not wanting to go back, so. Yes, thank Um, you. I wanted to ask you about your experience of being an alternate to the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that's probably not what you wanted, but how did you stay positive through that whole process and just try to make the most of the experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't really know what it's like to be an alternate and it freaking sucks and it's freaking hard. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's, it was the coolest experience ever and I would not trade it for the world, but it was so hard. Like we, we, we got to, okay. So we got to Rio and it was like the first thing, you know, we did, we got our bags, we're at the airport and all of a sudden you know, Marta and everyone's like, okay, you three over there, us five over here, we're getting on a bus over here and you three are going that way. And then it was like, we never saw like the Olympic team the whole rest of the time, you know, until obviously they competed and stuff. Um, but it was like super hard and, you know, stay in the Olympic village, which, you know, they're the final five, they're Olympic, they're the Olympic team. Like they deserve it. Yes. Fine. Whatever. We got sent to um, Lanier and we had to stay at this like, it was like, it was kind of like the ranch almost. We like stayed in this like 
I feel like they like have kids that get sent to this like summer camp thing. And we were in this like tiny little bedroom. That's like the size of your own bedroom with like three little beds, one little bathroom. And it was, it was horrible. The beds were like so uncomfortable. It was like, you're sleeping on a rock and there's like, you know, obviously all the bugs and mosquitoes and all that different stuff. But like, just like, you know, being in, you know, Rio, you know, the conditions aren't very good. They're such a poor country, you know, it really makes you grateful for what we have here in the U S and, you know, just experience experiencing all that was like life changing, but we had to drive Mm -hmm. like two or three hours just to go to the training facility at the Brazilians training center. And the equipment was horrible. The bars were probably like 20 or 30 years old. So it was like a whole different bar set. We had to like try to get used to it. The, they didn't have like a normal vault. We like vaulted into the pit and like stacked mats up. And then the beam had like metal sticking out of it. And it was like all torn up and like horrible. And we were still going there every single day. We didn't have one day off. We were training twice a day. So during our break, we couldn't even drive back to take a nap in our beds because by the time we drove back to where we were staying, we'd have to leave and come right back to practice. So at they had like the U.S. had this little like set set or this little place set up in like a gym where they had like little like bed things on it. And like they had a TV of like the Olympics going on so you could sit and watch it. And they had a whole bunch of food for us to like have and to like fuel, fuel ourselves because there's like a bunch of other athletes that were out there that were training before their Olympic games had started. We had like the basketball team, rugby, all these different teams. And so um, it was like really hard and exhausting. And I remember one of the days the girls got like a half a day practice and got to go like lay out at the pool and all this stuff. And we, the alternates were at the gym doing our second workout, working our butts off. And then we like look at our phones and we're like, what they got to have a day off and all this stuff. And we're sitting here like working just as hard. And, you know, we're not even like competing, like this sucks, you know, like this is so hard. And I remember like every single night, I probably cried every single night because it was just like the hardest thing I'd ever done. And even though like I had all the experience, I had been to worlds, I'd done it all. It was still like the hardest thing I'd ever done. And just like trying to push myself every day to be like, I have to be ready in case I have to go in. I have to be ready. So like you just you just kind of are on that mindset the whole time, even from like camp till the end of till the end of the Olympics until they say, you know, prelims have started. No one else can go in. And so it was it was so hard. It sounds like you guys were prisoners in jail. It was horrible. There was like a rat that lived underneath the floor. This big possum rat that was huge lived under the floor and it ran into the bathroom and was drinking the water out of the toilets. It was disgusting. Oh my like, god. Like the conditions there were just it was insane. Like And so no one I, says anything? Like no one did any of the adults know about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. like it was just it was just crazy. It was just I don't know. I mean it it was in Rio, so of course like it's probably not gonna be, you know, the greatest, you know, conditions. But which we kinda knew going right. there, but you know, being alternates, and that was the year that the alternates actually got to train in the same country as the Olympic team. Like, before Steve Penny would send you to, like, some other country 
Like, I remember, like, when EB... Who were the other alternates? I can't even remember all the other alternates for the last Olympics. But they were in a whole other different country while all the other girls were in London. And they were on the same type of thing, mm-hmm. training in a horrible gym, horrible equipment. A lot of them got hurt because it was unsafe. A lot of them didn't even get the Olympic apparel. So I know a bunch of them complained so that when us alternates went, we got, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the best out of the best. Like, we still got to go to Rio. We got a bunch of the apparel. We, we got everything. And we got to go and watch them compete, which usually they just send them home. So we got to watch prelims, team finals, and individual all around, I think. Before we went home, we didn't stay for event finals. But it was just like, I don't know. It was so hard. Like when I went home, I just like didn't even want to think about gymnastics. I hated gymnastics. It was just so freaking hard that I was like, I never want to do this again. Like that was how it was when I got home. And that's what I think really like I had prayed a lot, thought about it, thought about my decisions. Like, do I want to keep doing elite? Do I want to go to college? And I think that is what really was like, you know, totally like changed my mindset on being like, I just want to try college gymnastics. I want to enjoy life. I want to, you know, love gymnastics again. I just want to like, you know, be free and have fun. And so I think, you know, going to college really helped me a lot. And then I always knew in the back of my head, like I can go back if I want to go to the Olympics, I, you know, have that decision if I want to. So let me just kind of live my life a little bit and then, you know, decide when I need to. So it was hard for sure though. I don't think anybody understood what, what it takes to be an alternate is it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's terrible that you, like, you reached the highest level, and even though you weren't on the team, you were still an alternate, and you still are one of the best in the United States, so it's, I don't know, it's just terrible that you were made to feel yes. that way, and honestly, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry that you had yes. that experience. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's sad, too, because I feel like, like, we all felt, like, me, Ash, and Reagan all felt like we were pieces of crap, because, you know, USA Gymnastics, it's like, they don't care if you're an alternate, like, we were kind of... We were almost just kind of like thrown away. Like we felt like nobody really cared. It was just like all about the final five, which like it should be because, you know, they made the Olympic team. They went out there and did what they needed to do. You know, we were so happy for them. But at the same time, it was kind of like, you know, we were almost there. We were right there with them. We have trained every single step of the way. And we just felt like we didn't exist. Nobody cared. They treated us like crap. Like it was just... I don't know. And I just don't think that's the way it should be. And that's why with all these changes, I just think that it is awesome to see how much they care about you as an individual, which is amazing because, you know, being elite before it just never felt like that. And it was just horrible, you know, feeling like, you know, you don't matter. We don't care about you. You just need to work your butt off to win us, you know, gold medals. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't enjoyable at all, you know, so and between Worlds and Olympics, you've been an alternate quite a few times so far in your career, including last year at the World Championships. Do you feel like things have gotten better in terms of how the alternates are treated and as far as how inclusive the environment is? It was, you know, being an alternate, it is hard. And I think, you know, I've learned so much, you know, being at 2015 Worlds and being an alternate at the Olympics, like, I definitely know you know, what it takes, what you have to do. Um, you know, I remember um, 
kind of knowing, like, you know, I didn't think I was going to make the world's team. Didn't even think I was going to go to camp. I was like, I'm just here to make the, like, to try to make the Olympic team. Like, this is what I came back to do. Um, And I remember Lisa was telling Tom, like, I don't think we're going to go to camp. I don't really think we're going to try for this. Michaela's not ready. And Tom's like, no, just have her come. Like, this will be a good experience. Like, she'll get to know the girls better, blah, 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 whatever. And so I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll try it. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like, fourth place, like, oh, my gosh, like, I made the world's team. How'd this even happen? This is crazy. And I knew in the back of my head, I was like, I don't want to think it, but I was like, I'm probably going to get put alternate because, you know, I haven't had that much time to come back. I haven't gone on an international assignment yet. My first international assignment could be worlds. I don't know if they want to put me out there yet. But if they need me, they can always use me. And I think they could know they could count on me if I needed to go in. And so at Worlds, I like worked my butt off, hit all my routines, did the best that I could do. And I was like, I know, I, I, I don't know. I just had this feeling. And I remember walking in after practice and Tom pulls me aside and, you know, I'd said, Michaela, I'm, you know, I, I, this was such a tough decision, but we're going to put you as alternate. And so like, I kind of knew in the back of my head that it was going to happen But of course, like all the tears were like, you know, I just had those same flashbacks that I was having during like Olympic trials and like remembering like I got fourth place and then being alternate. And it was just like, I don't know, my emotions, it was just like the craziest feeling ever. And I kind of had that doubt of like, do I even need it? Like, should I even be doing this comeback? Like, is it even going to like pay off in the end? Like, I don't know. It was just horrible. And I remember like Simone came to me and was like, Michaela, just like stay positive. You have worked so hard. Look how far you've come. And she just had helped me all along the way. And, you know, after she had talked to me, we went into the bathroom right after I found out the news. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I've been an alternate before. I can do it again. I was like, I've known what my teammates at Utah have felt like being an alternate. I totally know where they've been. Um, I was like, they have stayed strong through it all. It's like, I can stay strong. Like, I knew this could have happened. I didn't even think I was going to make Worlds. I need to be here for the team. You know, they need me just as much as I need them. And it was so cool to have all the girls on the team be like, Michaela, like, we're so grateful to have you on this team. We love you so much. Like, you're just a part of this team as anybody else. And it was actually really cool because when I was an alternate for the the Worlds team in 2015, I was allowed to go down on the floor with the girls, but they wouldn't let me. I had to sit up in the stands with the coaches. And it was really cool to be able to be down on the floor with them, to cheer them on, to be there with them, to help them and to support them through, you know, the whole meet, which was really, really cool. And, you know, to have them, you know, you know, hugging me, feeling like, you know, I I should be there. I should be out there competing. So it was just really cool. And I was glad that I was able to be a part of it and to get that world's experience again, even though I didn't get to compete, it was cool to know that I had accomplished so much never thought that I was going to even get that far. And just to be able to be like, I'm here representing team USA. And, you know, and I was like, you know what? I might, I, there's a chance I could not make the Olympic team, but I'm so grateful to like be able to push myself this hard and be like, I at least made the world's team one last time, you know? So that was really cool and something really special. Yeah, I think that you have so much to be proud of, and I I don't know. I don't want you to ever feel like 
bad for you know being an alternate like not many people can even say they made it that far so mm -hmm. I, yeah i just hope that you're proud of yourself and gymnastics fans are proud of you too so just keep pushing <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> um before we let you go we had a couple quick questions from twitter mm -hmm. um so the first one comes from at is ucla and they want to know about the transition from elite to ncaa gymnastics and mm -hmm. they also want to know if you you feel like you were robbed of a 10 because they feel like you deserved several on vault <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so nice um i don't know it was like so freaking fun <laughs> it was like i mean it was a lot to transition <laughs> to and um definitely had to learn like a lot and had to like totally figure out like how to do a simple routine which is really hard because when I came back to Utah I sat down with Tom and he's like you know we got to figure out your routines and I was like you know trying to like down it down as much as I could and I was like okay well I can't do a full on vault I can't do a one and a half I've never done a one and a half so I have to do a double full and then I was like I can't do a double back on floor so I have to do a full in and then I was like it would be really cool, like, even if it's just my freshman year to, like, compete a double-double on floor just to, like, stand out a little bit. Just because in college, you know, you're always kind of – some of the routines are pretty similar because you don't really get much for difficulty. So I was like, that would be kind of fun to compete a double-double. And um, But it was actually kind of a challenge for me, like, to do something easy. I was like, I'm so used to doing big, crazy things. Like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, do a simple, easy routine. And like, you know, trying to perfect my stuff and to fix my form, it was a challenge for me. So it was definitely something different. But being an NCAA, being a NCAA athlete was um, definitely something I, you know, would never take back, would never trade for the world. I'm so glad that I went and did college. I think everybody needs college. Everybody needs to go out there and, you know, experience um, something different. And I think getting your degree is definitely very important. And so... Um, yeah, I think, um, the transition was really, um, challenging, but it was super fun. And I'm definitely glad that I decided to go to college. And then what was the other question? Well, they just, they wanted to know if you ever felt like you were robbed of a 10 on ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I guess definitely. Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, like competing a double full is so, I don't know. It was so hard to like try to stick it I feel like a fuller one like a one and a half I feel like is definitely way easier to like stick um but after my yeah. freshman year season I definitely like that was like a big goal of mine was to try to like stick a double full and so like my sophomore year I had tried so hard but like still wasn't always quite there I was like it was getting better and then we had our assistant coach Robert that got transferred from oh gosh I don't even know I can't Oregon maybe is where he came from. I can't remember. Um, but we got him as the new assistant coach and he was like, he was a phenomenal coach. So amazing. And he had worked with me so hard on that vault. And like before season had even started, I like one day stuck like three double folds in a row. And I was like, what the heck? Like jumping up and down. I just did that. Like I had worked so freaking hard to like stick that vault for so long during preseason and so when season started I like was just like I want to get a 10 on vault like I'm gonna try so hard like that was such a big goal of mine and um it was really hard like 
you know, never getting that 10. And I was like, this sucks. Like all these other people are getting 10s on vault. Like, can I just have one, please? Like I stuck probably like eight vaults out of the whole season, eight or nine, maybe 10. And I just could never get a 10. So it was really hard, but um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, judges, it's very political. And I just, you know, took it for myself. I was like, even if they don't give it to me, like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to be the best that I can be. Um, you know, I feel like they can't really take it away from me because I'm going out there and being the best that I can be. And I think everybody else sees that. So rather the judge gives it to me or not, it's still cool to see other teams, you know, the people in the stands, the fans, it was just so cool to like see them, you know, being so proud of me just for going out there and being able to like stick it for the team to do the best that I could do. And, you know, they really know down in their hearts that I did deserve it, which was really cool. And that is what really meant the most to me. Um, but yeah, it, it mm -hmm. did, it did suck. I wish I really could have gotten a 10. Um, you know, it is hard in college gymnastics. Cause like I said, it's very political. And I think, um, you know, with me doing such difficulty, there is more room for error. And I don't know if like people hated that I did that, like had more difficulty. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Or maybe because they thought that I was like full of myself, which like, I guess it could come off that way. But like, I was just more so excited to like go out there being pumped, like wanting to help my team win, like every single meet, wanting to like get out there and try to get them to win an NCAA championship. And, you know, it does kind of get tiring, like going out there, like working my butt off in the gym every single day and, you know, kind of going out there on the competition floor and not like getting the end results of like what, like you feel like you should have been deserved because you work so hard for it, which like it, it does suck. But at the same time, I moved on from it and I learned from my experiences and I just kept pushing to try to make myself better every single day. And, you know, just like I said, doing it for myself and nobody else. Next question is from Stick the Landing 4, and they would like to know, out of all the leotards that you've worn, which one is your favorite? Oh. That's probably hard. You've worn a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I have worn a bunch. Ugh. Okay, well, I have to say, like, with my comeback, like, my new Ozone Leos, like, the hot pink one, was definitely like one of my favorites but going back into the past it was 2014 worlds i can't remember if it was floor finals that i wore it in but it was like the black one with the hot like the peachy pink color yeah. in it yeah that was floor like, finals yeah okay i loved that leo that was like one of my favorites mm -hmm. it was so pretty i really liked the one you wore at classics last year the pink and black with like the ombre sleeves mm -hmm. i thought that one yeah. was so pretty thank you i love that one yeah do you design your leotards um i don't so actually dominic the one that choreographs a lot of the girls floor routines um he designed those ones and put them together they said like they've asked me like oh we, we like we would love to have your input we'd love for you to like design your own but I just like I don't know I've never done it and I was like I don't want to like stress over it and not be able to like pick something out so I haven't designed one yet mm -hmm. um I don't know Maybe. I really want to I have never designed one though but I would really love to I think like once I'm done with gym I'd really love to like I kind of told Jonas, like, I really want to start, like, an athletic line and do, like, athletic apparel and leotards. Yeah, I cool. think it would be, like, really cool. 
Um, and I know like a lot of companies have asked me like, can we start like you, uh, like start like a designing line, like, you know, Michaela Skinner line, whatever. And I'm always like, I can't do that because of NCAA rules, but, um, I think it would be really fun. And now that you mentioned it, I'll have to talk to Dominic and see if I could design one or something. Cause it would be fun. Yeah. Or at least put like, in. <laughs> in. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, he's the one that has designed my Leos as of the last year so cool um another question comes from at british gym fan and they want to know how you've been enjoying married life (laughs) it has been amazing (laughs) Um, i mean it is like it definitely is different um but i think it's like the best thing in the world and i know a lot of people are like i can't believe she's getting married like whatever but like honestly like it is the greatest thing to like come home to like your biggest supporter and to have someone that believes in you and loves you and just getting to like enjoy life and um just being with him every single day literally makes me the happiest so I'd say married life is the bomb and it's been (laughs) the best thing that has ever happened to me so that's nice um and then the last question is from Leela loves Leela loves lingo it's it's a tongue twister (laughs) um they asked what advice you would give to younger gymnasts Gymnastics is going to get so hard. And for me as a gymnast, I don't know for any other gymnast, but for me, I wanted to quit so many times, but I just go back to the one thing that has made me the most happiest and that is competing and just to go out there and keep working as hard as you can and to stay positive and to go out there, enjoy every single moment of gymnastics because it will be worth it in the end. And, um, I don't know, competing is the funnest thing for me. So just going out there and having fun with it and to enjoy every moment and pushing yourself above and beyond and to know that anything is possible if you work hard and you believe and you can achieve achieve it. So we just want to say a big thank you to Michaela for spending some time with us and being so open and candid and sharing her story from her gymnastics journey up until this point. And we really enjoyed getting to talk with her and hearing everything she had to say. It was really heartbreaking to hear some of the things that she had to say about her experience in Rio and, mm-hmm. you know, being at camp and stuff like that. It, it reminds me a lot of the things that we've heard from other gymnasts like Simone and, you know, other gymnasts on the national team as well. Just um, feelings of anxiety and fear and not wanting to go and, it's just so sad to think that that is the way that the best gymnasts, not just in our country, but in the world, you know, these are some of the best gymnasts in the world and they're being treated this way. It's just, it bothers me. Yeah. I mean, this is not anything new. It's not surprising um, Mm -hmm. considering everything that we've heard about USA Gymnastics really within the last four years. So um, I'm glad to hear that things are better with Tom. She does seem to really support him and believe Mm -hmm. that he's making good changes, which is really, really good to hear. So I'm optimistic about that. And I also want to say that I have a lot of respect for Michaela as a current competing elite gymnast on the national team. She's vying for a spot on the Olympic team to not be afraid to come on here and say, you know, this is how I was treated. I have, I have a problem with this. I had a problem with that. To be not afraid to say those things. I think that's awesome. And that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. 
she should be allowed to say how she feels and not have fear Speak of... Speak truth. Yeah, not have fear of retaliation or anything like that. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her for not being afraid and for, yeah, exactly, speaking her truth. So. Yeah, and I think that we've definitely been people who've been pretty critical of Mikhail in the past. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but I, I could feel the growth just mm-hmm. listening to her talk and... I'm rooting for her. Me too. I want her to go to the Olympics next year and have a better experience. I feel like she deserves that. She's worked yeah. so hard, and I truly left that interview as a big fan, and now I'm rooting yeah. for her. And Not that I wasn't before, but I, I was critical of her mm-hmm. in the past. And Yeah, she just seems so, like, genuine and down-to-earth. And, and she she's not afraid to address anything. Yeah. Like, anything that you threw at her, she would address. And, yeah, I really respect that about her. So, thank you, Michaela. We really enjoyed having you on, and... Best of luck to you. You're going to kill it. (laughs) That's all for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our interview with Michaela. And if you didn't get the memo, this was actually a two-part interview. So make sure you go and check out part one if you haven't already. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at AllThingsGymPod. That's a good way for you guys to know who we're going to have on the show ahead of time and be able to ask questions because sometimes we put on Twitter or Instagram like, hey, we're going to have so-and-so on the show. Let us know if you have any questions and we take some from Twitter or Instagram. So at all things Pod, if you're not following us already. Next week, we want to dive deeper into the abusive culture within USA Gymnastics. So we'll be talking about the Maggie Haney situation and giving our thoughts on why we think this problem, this abusive culture problem exists within USA Gymnastics. So stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.